It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now more of The Bernie Show on 590 The Fan. And uh, welcome back, man. We're we're gonna we're gonna plow through today, man. We're looking. I gotta get some rest tonight just so I can be ready for a college football marathon tomorrow. I have yet to set my viewing schedule, but I know one thing, one hundred percent certainty. The top priority is Mizzou at Georgia, two thirty, St. Louis time on CBS. So. Um, at last check, uh, Mizzou was a 15-point underdog. That dropped. They were a 15-and-a-half-point underdog for a few days, and that went down. And uh, I just think that this is a wonderful – it's just a wonderful showcase for Mizzou um, in this regard. You know, I kind of talked about this earlier, and I'll do a, a, brief, a much shorter version of it. You know, isn't it just great that they're playing in a big game? Isn't it just great that they – there, there is even a possibility that they could upset Georgia. I don't think they will. So, again, don't worry about my mental health. I'm okay. <laughs> but that's that's kind of beside the point because, in in my view, you know, it's just been such a, um, uh, a dull, boring period for Mizzou football, you know, that really, really since that two-year run in 2013-14 when they won the SECS, this is East under the great Gary Pinkle. You know, it's just been um, this one big numbing, demoralizing crawl, and very few things about Mizzou football have been, you know, really red hot or interesting. And uh, that's just the way it is. That's just a reflection on their record and uh, their ir- irrelevancy. But to now all of a sudden, I think they've surprised everybody except maybe themselves. You know, for them to be seven and one and, and number twelve in the first college football playoff rankings—that's that's great stuff. Um, you know, if if you're you're a college football fan, you know, in your local school, your favorite local school, or even at whatever team it is is your favorite. If they've been down and out, down and out, down and out, you know, and uh, you're, 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 the, 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 the periods of success have been very limited and they've been, they've been scattered, you know, they don't last. Just the fact they're playing in a game of this magnitude is just really a lot of fun. Now, I may not be saying that if they get flattened and chased out of there. I don't know. But I, I just think the fact that they're there makes me happy. The fact that people are giving them a chance 
makes me happy. The fact that this is considered like a big, you know, really big game of the day, one of the one of the biggest two or three games of the day, and it's on the Prime Showcase uh, CBS on that uh, Sunday Saturday afternoon at two thirty. This is cool. This is really great stuff. So I wanted to start talking about this just by mentioning that part. But um, you know, if Mizzou's got momentum, and I think it's seven and one, they do. Uh, I don't. You don't need me to tell you they're going to encounter a blockade, and that blockade is manned by the second most talented roster in college football. That's Georgia. If you go by the twenty-four-seven uh, sports site, where they keep a composite national talent list, like ranking the teams, Georgia's number two in the composite talent rankings. Mizzou's twenty-fifth. And by the way, for Mizzou to be 25th is pretty, really, really good. Terrific for Mizzou's standards. But Georgia's just at a whole nother level. You know, they've won the last two national championships. They have the appetite and the talent to go grab a third. They haven't lost a game in about 700 days. They've only suffered one defeat in the last 1,091 days. <laughs> they bring a 25-game winning streak into Saturday's home game. And obviously, they intend to make old Mizzou number 26. So the Tigers are 15-point underdog as of noon. Uh, some interesting things here, though. Uh, the eight, and if, if you're looking at the point spread, let's just look at it from that standpoint. I mean, the, the Bulldogs are just 2-5-1 and one against the spread this season. I called someone I know in Vegas, told me about 59-60% of the handle, the money being wagered coming in out there, has been wagered on the Tigers. So that's what I mean about the idea that this is really, first of all, more than anything, it's a lot of fun just to see Mizzou in this type of game. And we don't uh, often see the money pouring in on an opponent in Georgia, uh, but it did happen earlier this season, October the 7th, when the investors put a, a much higher percentage of money on Kentucky. And as I've talked about, yeah, Kirby Smart took note of that, I'm sure. And uh, 51-13 was the final score. <laughs> so a lot of people made sucker bets and just got hammered. 51-13. Um, and, and here's another thing that should give you pause. I'm just going to give you a, uh, a trend-type thing. If you, if you buy into trends, do they mean anything? Um. If you look at this type of scenario, when you have two, you have a matchup that's got two ranked teams going against each other, but the home team is, based on the rankings, the home team is the better team. So two ranked teams, but the home team has the better rating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those home teams have gone 96 and 17 straight up. And they've had a 66% success rate covering the spread. So, yeah, Mizzou's up against it. But didn't we know that already? And there's always a chance. And, you know, our friend Dennis Dodd wrote something at CBS Sports, and it it got me my mind racing a little bit. Uh, All you can ask for is a chance. And I'm not saying if, you know, Mizzou turns into – I'm a little somewhat historical reference here, and I covered this fight. I'm not saying it's going to be okay if Mizzou uh, goes into there and they become 
Michael Spinks going into the boxing ring at the Atlantic City Convention Hall to face Mike Tyson back in 1988. <laughs> right? Yeah. He took one punch and was like, oh, that's it. No, not that, man. I'm, I'm going to get myself out of here. <laughs> then uh, then Tyson hit him again, and, you know, and it was just like uh, it's the easiest money Michael Spinks ever made. But he wasn't dumb. He, he didn't want to go into retirement with, uh, you know, uh, neurological damage. So he's like, nah, this ain't going to be my night. Let me, right. give, let me take one more shot and then we can all go home, you know. <laughs> I, I, that wouldn't be okay if Mizzou, and Mizzou ain't going to do that. They're, gonna, they're, they're definitely going to fight. But I'm just saying, I'm hoping it's better than Spinks versus Tyson in Atlantic City. Uh, in 1988, the spring of 1988, that was the trip where Mike threatened Mike Tyson threatened to kill me in an interview in his hotel suite because I asked him about Robin Givens. Oh. And this is when Mike Tyson was the baddest man on the planet. And I say, easy, champ. I'm sorry. You know, I, I got you. You don't. Yeah, you're not feeling. I got you. He said, you know how I, I ain't gonna do as well. He said, you. Know, he says, you know. He said, you know how easy I could kill you right now? And, uh, no, 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 champ, I don't need to hear the D. He says, I just, he had his fist cocked. He says, I just drive your nose right through your skull. You're gone. <laughs> easy, champ. Easy. Easy, easy right. champ. And that was also the trip. I, I, here I am telling stories. That it was also the trip where I met the, uh, the businessman, the casino owner, fellow named Trump. Oh, and I interviewed him and he uh, he kept looking at me, He kept grabbing my credential and looking at the paper. And I said, well, is there something wrong, Mr. Trump? He said, well, no, I just seen who you are, you know, who you where you're from. He says, because I understand, you know, what sports newspapers are important. And he said, the Dallas Morning News, he said. You're big time. That's a that's a that's a very important sports section. I said, "Well, thank you. We'd like to think so." And you know what? He was right. It was a big time sports section. It so was. Anyway, that's great. But, but what an experience that was! Uh, Mike Tyson threatening to kill me, and uh, the future president of the United States uh, paying me a compliment, calling me big time. Okay, <laughs> good for you. I, didn't I know, right? Know yeah just crazy hanging out with you know jack nicholson and you know all these celebrities were in the interview room and you know i I forget who it was it might have been warren Beatty. he said why do you think that thing ended so quick he said i you know what do you think you're you're the media press so because michael spinks was scared he wanted no part of it. he wanted to go get out of there before his he while he still had his brains intact and i think warren Beatty laughed all right back (laughs) to it was true yeah back to the uh Back to the football game. Um, but Dennis Todd wrote about Mizzou's history of upsets, like way back in the past, and I, and I, and I was aware of it. But I wanted to, I wanted to kind of drill down on it, and this whole premise of like, hey man, as long as you have a chance, that's where it's where it starts. At least you have a chance, and you should always feel like you have a chance. And um, from 1972 through 1978, it really is amazing to review this now. And I wasn't around at the time, but I was aware of it especially once I became, you know, writing columns in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and getting to know all the Mizzou people. From 1972 through 1978, Mizzou staged 11 upsets of teams ranked in the top 10 nationally at game time. I mean, 11 upsets of top 10 teams over those seven seasons. Uh, Mizzou fans of a certain age, and I hope a lot of you are listening, you you had four different times 
in that window of years, four different times Mizzou beat a Nebraska team that was ranked in the top ten. Four times. They beat Notre Dame twice when Notre Dame was ranked in the top ten. They had victories over other top ten teams, including three name brand programs. They beat USC. They beat Alabama. They beat Ohio State. They also had uh, uh, wins over top 10 teams during that era of Colorado and Arizona State. And the amazing thing about it, Jim, was that eight of those 11 upset wins were on the road. That's, That's just remarkable stuff. Very impressive. So, yeah, there's a chance. Now, that what, what Mizzou needs, and, you know, I'm just having a little fun here. Mizzou needs the ghost of or the spirit of Al Onofrio, Uncle Al. They need him down there supervising things from above or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the one that pulled off most of those. I think Warren Powers might have one or two. But um, isn't it amazing to think that they were able to do that? So why, you know, if you're going to be a dreamer, then you say, well, wait a minute. Why can't you do that at least one time right now? And I, there's a chance. I, I don't know what else to say except I did a deep dive today. And I tell you what, um, and I, 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 I assessed Georgia and Mizzou in their games, their performance against other Power 5 teams this year, 68 teams in Power 5. And they've each played five games against Power 5 opponents. And some of the things caught my attention. And the gap was not as large as I thought I would see, is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, and I won't give you a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, numbers on, on this first one, but the passing, the passing offense is really close. Uh, and Mizzou and Georgia are two of the best Power 5 teams in the nation, keeping the pass rush off their quarterbacks. Did you know that Mizzou's ranked second in pass protection among Power 5 teams in the country and Georgia's third? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I know Mizzou's been actually doing a good job in pass pro, but that's great. Uh, if you look at, uh, uh, you know, passer rating against other Power 5 schools, Georgia's 8th, Mizzou's 11th. Expected points added, you know, give you one a fancy pants stat. Uh, Georgia 5th, Mizzou 7th. Uh, boom plays. You say, well, what the hell are boom plays? Those are passing. Those are passing plays where you – in terms of that expected points added metric, you put a lot of points in the bank as far as like the play was so good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mizzou is second in the nation in those type of big passing plays. Georgia is 11th. Um, If you look at third down passing, expected points added, Georgia's fifth, Mizzou seventh. So... Hey, that's where it starts. I mean, who would have thunk after last year, you know, Brady Cook, again, they didn't tell us that he had a really bad shoulder. He had a torn torn, torn rotator cuff. Who would have thought that Mizzou, if anything, has got the go in this game, and granted, now they're on the road and maybe that changes a little bit, but they they have a a passing passing offense that actually measures up very well if not even better than Georgia's. I didn't expect to find that when I was doing my digging today. Uh now, if you want to talk about running the football, yeah, Georgia's got the advantage there. Expected points added per run. Georgia's 5th and Mizzou is 30th. 
boom running plays. <laughs> yeah. I know you like that phrase. Yep. Big boom running plays. Georgia's 19th, Mizzou's 36th. Uh, just overall success rate on running plays. Georgia is 9th, and Mizzou is 56th. Oh. That's a big advantage. Big time, yeah. I know Cody Schrader's, uh, we all love him. I know he's had, you know, he's rolled up some yards. I know all that. You don't have to tell me. But when you crunch down on this a little bit, all I'm trying to say, there is a pretty big gap between Georgia and Mizzou in terms of who can run the ball better. Um, you know, one of the other things that surprised me is that I looked at the run defense. They're, both of these teams are not as effective as you might have imagined. Georgia's given up 5.1 yards per carry this year. That's 45th among 68 Power 5 teams. And Mizzou allows 5.5 yards per rush, which ranks 60th among the 68. So somebody's going to be able to run the ball tomorrow. And you would think that maybe the check mark goes to Georgia. That's what I would think right now. But I think, some, I think somebody's going to get a lot done on the ground. And, uh, you know, Mizzou's going to have to hold up. They're really going to have to hold up against Georgia because Georgia's running game is better than Mizzou's game based on everything that's happened to this point, right? Yep. Um, Also, Georgia stuffs running plays better than Mizzou does. It's a pretty big gap. Um, Pass defense. Georgia is better, but the difference is not significant. Opponent passer rating, uh, again, against other Power 5 programs. Georgia's 14th and Mizzou's 34th. Uh, It's a difference of about passer rating, about 10 points. Um, Pass rush. Now, this is a really really important thing because I I thought going into this game before I even looked this stuff up, for Mizzou to have a chance, they're going to have to get after Carson Beck. And by the way, Carson Beck's a damn good quarterback. He really is, and he's playing better all the time. Uh, the pass rush, you would think, oh, Georgia, man, all those defensive linemen, all this and that and this and that. They just they ruin quarterbacks. This, you know, well, Maybe last year, maybe the year before that. It hadn't happened all that much this year so far. Not the way you would assume from a Georgia defense. All right, sack percentage on dropbacks. Mizzou's sack percentage is 17th nationally. Georgia is 20th. Mizzou, statistically, has had the better pass rush. It's quantified by the percentage of dropbacks where they get a sack. They've had more than Georgia. The overall percentage of quarterback pressures on dropbacks, Mizzou is number five in the nation. I said number five Hmm. in the nation among Power Five programs. Impressive. Georgia's 37th. So if we go by what has happened to this point, and keep in mind, Mizzou played Kansas State and they played LSU. It's not like they haven't played anybody who can't throw the damn ball. They have. And their pass rush has been outstanding, uh, all things considered. It's been better statistically, metrically, than Georgia's pass rush. And I think that that is a big deal because – if Mizzou can really at least control or contain Georgia on the ground and put Beck in some obvious passing situations, I think Mizzou's going to have a really good chance to get after him. But I know, I know, you know, Georgia's got great athletes, and I know that Kirby Smart is smart. I mean, they'll, they'll figure some stuff out. But I'm just saying, 
it, it is not a mismatch in terms of uh, you know putting putting heat on the quarterback. Mizzou acquits itself very well compared to Georgia, to say the least. How about third downs? Um, Georgia's third down pressure percentage, this stuns me. It ranks 65th among 68 Power 5 defenses. See, Georgia's living on some rep here is what I'm trying to say. Mizzou is 31st, which means they're in the upper half. Um, Mizzou's third down sack rate, 26th nationally, Georgia's 56th nationally. Wow. I mean, listen, I know me spitting out numbers puts a lot of y'all to sleep. But if you're wondering, here's my motive for this. If you're wondering, there are some things in each team's performance profile that would encourage you that Mizzou may have a chance. I'm giving you some things that actually point that out. You know, the pass blocking and run blocking is about the same. But if they can if they can put Georgia in passing situations more than maybe other teams have, uh, that Mizzou pass rush could make a huge difference in this game. Um, not to get too deep in the weeds here, you know where Carson Beck and Georgia are really, 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 really good in the passing game? When they go against cover two and cover three defenses. He's one of the very best power five quarterbacks at attacking both of those looks. And that also applies to third down situations. That's why Mizzou's got to get up in his grill. When um, this season, Tigers have allowed a passer rating over 100 when they're set up in a cover two. 113 passer rating in a straight cover two compared to a man cover two. And then 110, 111 rating in using a cover three, which is the sixth worth passer rating uh, against a cover three defense this year. So, Mizzou's back end is vulnerable, and I've said that all along. They're vulnerable, except for Drain. Um, and if they throw a lot of cover two, cover three at Georgia, uh, Carson Beck's got a good chance of covering them up if he carving them up if he's got, if he's got time to find his receivers and throw it. All right, how about the? I'll shut up after this, and and we'll come back to this too because it's so important. Um, well, what about the Luther Burden factor? I'm glad you asked. Because Mr. <laughs> Mr. Numbers went and found some stuff on that. If Georgia's season performance against Power 5 teams mean anything, the dog's probably going to be a tougher opponent for Mizzou's sensational slot receiver. This season, when an opposing quarterback has targeted the slot receiver, Georgia's has allowed a passer rating of 46 the second best in the nation against slot receivers. And the completion percentage is 55, which is the ninth best against slot receivers. Now, I understand Burden isn't just a slot receiver. He is an exceptional slot receiver. But I'm just pointing out, Georgia has shown an ability to take care of those guys or play tough defense against them. That's all I'm trying to say. So uh, if Mizzou's got any hope of an upset, Brady Cook's going to have to play the game of his life, and it's not a ridiculous notion. Uh, When uh, Georgia fails to get pressure on the quarterback, and I just pointed out that they do not get as much pressure on the quarterback as you might have assumed, 
But when they don't get pressure on the quarterback, it's allowed a passer rating about 97, which is pretty high, and a completion percentage around around 65%. And he's been a marvel. So if they give they give him some space to throw, uh, Georgia's pass defense is pretty is more vulnerable when the the quarterback they're they're trying to defend you know doesn't have people in his face. That's true of most quarterbacks. Uh, Georgia won't have Brock Bowers, uh, the great tight end. He's still out and will be out with that ankle injury. But this is an interesting thing because Georgia has a couple other tight ends that look pretty good. And Mizzou has been vulnerable to passes to tight ends this year. Passer rating's way up there, like near 130. So uh, I'll give them my prediction later, but I I just wanted to introduce uh, all of that stuff because number one, what's the point of uh, working and you know cultivating all that unless I'm going to put it to use? But it serves a purpose for people to think, you know, I, I just got a feeling Mizzou's got a chance. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm wrong. Thinking that they have a chance is not the same as saying, oh, they're going to win. I'm just giving you reasons to actually back up your optimism to thinking this could be a really competitive game and at least there's a chance maybe more than people would realize based on all this stuff I gave you. There's a lot of things that actually Mizzou come out, uh, at least to this point, have come out looking pretty good at, especially their passing game and their pass protection and their pass rush. Now, Georgia can, Georgia can maul them on the ground if Mizzou isn't tough, tough up front. And I do worry about those safeties and that cover two, cover three. Uh, their safeties are very vulnerable. Mizzou. Let's take a break. John Denton on the other side here on Z Bernie Show. <laughs> 